<laughs> Great. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. And thanks so much for coming on. Like, I love your stuff. You're so funny. Thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Also, I just love your little accent. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. My little accent. I've never heard someone call it little before. Well, that's beautiful. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have an accent. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, Better. I, I can't do anything about it. It's just here. I, no, it's, here it's yeah, it's it's stuck. It's with you, but you know, there's worse things. I have to say, my friend, um, she, my my not so smart friend in high school, she thought this guy had like a New York accent, mm-hmm. and um, so she would always compliment him on him, and he always seemed like a little shy about it, but he was just like, thanks. And then she met his girlfriend, and she was like, oh, I love your boyfriend's accent. And the girlfriend was like, it's a speech impediment. It's not an oh. accent. Oh, my God. That's cold. <laughs> it's so cold. I just love that my dumb friend thought his speech impediment was a New York accent. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I need to go get tested now. <laughs> no i don't even know what they would test but no we make fun of her for that for the rest of her life i love that (laughs) all right well um i'll go first so you kind of get like the lay of the land beautiful and i've got this book called dirty princess and it was written in 2004 so this is fourth grade for me Mm um and it's uh I won't read the whole thing because it's it's one of those longer books, but man, I just want to pull out some of the best best parts. So it starts off only one day ago there was a damsel in distress. This damsel's name was Prince Jonathan Dider. People call him Johnny. Johnny was in a tower high above his father's kingdom. Olam was the name. For young Johnny had gone exploring. He saw a shiny armor waiting to be put on. Seven little servant dwarves heading into the mountains, and three ogres from Ogre Archer. Ogre Archer. Wow, that's a freaking tough one to say. Ogre Archer. <laughs> he also saw three witches talking about brew recipes, one tiny elf, four warlocks talking about three wise wizards, and a knight with a noble steed peering into a tall tower. Wow. Okay. Um, just that opening paragraph, I think there's a lot to unpack. Specifically, my teacher did write in red a note saying that damsels are only girls. Um, but I think as a fourth grader, I was already very feminist. And I was like, why does a damsel always have to be a girl in distress? Why can't the man be in distress? You know what I mean? I love this. I think that this fuck your teacher right off the bat. Okay. How dare they fuck it right off the bat. Leave you alone. Let you fantasize. I mean, you're already writing about ogres and the teacher can't wrap their head around that. A damsel's a man. The fuck is wrong with this person? Right. We'll we'll allow it. We'll we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Okay. Beautiful. I'm so sorry. No, I, I mean, I think it was necessary because honestly, the, how dare she judge my creativity? Right, and that's in the first sentence. First sentence already has a red line under it. That's right. saying that. That's harsh. Um, You're writing a harsh. fantasy novel, and it's like, well, you have to make sure if they're going to drive a car, they have a driver's license. What the fuck are you talking about, lady? Okay. Yeah. 
It's a fantasy. Let it be fantasized, okay? And it's not even fantasized. It's 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 you just playing with norms. Wow. Well, I'm yeah. proud of you at, at this young age. I just want to throw that out there. I'm proud of you. Thank already. you. Um, I also am proud of my ability to throw out numbers. Just, you know, I want to make sure people knew that it was three ogres and three witches and one elf and four warlocks. And like, wh- what was the, necessi- the necessity of that? You, it's like Game of Thrones. You know, you, you have to like pay attention to Game of Thrones really intensely mm-hmm. to like remember all the details. You're doing that because it's for coming your own. back. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna make a comeback. 100%. Um, and then and then it's just like a bunch of stuff where he meets these three fairies called Twilly, Twinkle, and Twine. Love the alliteration. Um, and there's a lot of passive voice like outside of the castle there lay a feast which i just probably thought was super fancy um but now we get to there's a princess and um her name is annabelle and where is this uh okay here we go jonathan looked everywhere for annabella oh annabella my bad he thought the journey would be easy Buy Annabella a rose, take her on a trip with the three white unicorns, and have Wendell help with the hard stuff. But Johnny was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out, wooing a woman is not so easy for this guy. Um, Annabella, Annabella, I must tell you something. We are out of wood. Please, my darling Annabella, go into the woods and cut down the biggest, fattest trees. Plus, go and find me some servant dwarves. <laughs> he's a... I, I'm gonna say it. Johnny's not only a damsel, he's a bitch. Yes! <laughs> he thinks that's how he's gonna woo a woman? Okay. I love um, that. He, he has demands. He, has, he, he goes, get me big trees and make sure they're fucking fat while you're at yeah. it, right? Some I, fat, juicy, thick trees. He was Annabella. I love this. I, actually, I love this character. I, I, he, he does what he wants. He goes, he goes, I'm flawed, but fuck it. I'm going to make it the best option I can. You know? I love him. He's like, goes, get me servants. That will fix this problem. This is beautiful. That'll do it. Um, so let's see. For three nights, they traveled towards the woods. Johnny had no idea where to head, but Annabella needed wood, and wood was in the woods. Duh. Beautiful. Um, when they entered the woods, it was dark and grim, and they were out of food, but the morning was a whole new world to them. Johnny was overwhelmed. Food, wine, kingdom, he thought in his head. He was not a damsel in distress anymore. <laughs> I'm not really sure, like, where, like, was there actually food and wine in a kingdom? There's no real uh, answers to any of these things. Yeah, I'm not sure why all his problems were just solved. I guess he woke up in the morning and he's like, oh, everything's okay. Right, yeah. And then if we skip ahead, uh, there's a part where they meet some ogres, and I do have drawings, and I will say that the ogre I drew is very sexy. Yes. Um, ogres are sexy. I'm just going to put that out there. Ogres <laughs> are inherently sexy. I mean, there's a reason so many people lost their virginity to Shrek. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing, but is is that? do you actually know someone that has? 
I definitely know someone who has. Oh! <laughs> this Wait, is let's, a- let's clarify. Not to, not to the character, but to the movie playing in the background. That's a good clarification because everyone yeah. was everyone was like, I didn't know Shrek was out there taking uh, taking V cards like that. But of course, of course, my friends once was having sex, and that uh, late uh, uh, last call with Carson Daly came on, and he he stopped, got up, and turned the TV off, and then went back to hooking up. <laughs> I was expecting him to turn the TV up, and uh... <laughs> no, I guess Carson Daly got in his head, so he turned it off. That's fair. That's fair. Um, So I'm not, yeah, I'm skipping ahead with the ogre stuff, but apparently she saves the ogre's life because then Jonathan goes back to Annabella and we get this last paragraph. Knock, knock. Jonathan, why are thou here? Asked Annabella. Will thou marry me? I had a bad opinion on you, but since you saved my life, I will. And so everyone lived happily ever after, even Vilia, who married a jerk just like her, which are characters we didn't even get into. So um, I just think that's probably the most romantic proposal I've ever read, I've ever written. It is very romantic. It goes, I I was wrong. I thought you were worse, but you're not. (laughs) What do you think? It's kind of Stockholm syndrome-y. Like, I mean, I I don't really think highly of you, but you did save my life. So, like, sure. <laughs> yes. Wow. Did your teacher have anything else to say about that part of the of the story, or did they give up at that point to try to help you? So I actually got a hundred percent, and her Beautiful. comments were um, terrific font for a fairy tale, and what? good use of language. Which is um, ironic since she berated me for using damsel to describe a man. Yeah. Yeah. Your teacher's confusing. It's not consistent. And also good use of fonts. Yeah. I will say my font was pretty good because it kind of looks um, old timey. Uh, like I didn't just go with like a comic sans. I went with like a princessy font. Oh, you just this was on the computer. You didn't write it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we typed them up. So she she just commented on which font you picked. That yeah. was that was the first compliment of the book you picked. Yes, <laughs> which um, has really held me back in my writing because now every time I start a piece, I'm like, but what font? Sure, do I need to use. You look at a blank page and you're just scrolling through. Should I use Ariel or Ariel bold? Huh, right, <laughs> exactly. And it's always bold. It's always bold. It takes up more space. Yep. More space, more more uh oomph to it. You know? That's if nice. the if the dirty princess had be written, had been written in Ariel Bold, that would have been a full different dirty princess, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's hear uh let's hear some of your old writings. Okay. I'll do I'll do this one. It's called My Weird Friends. And nice. I, we wrote and illustrated these. So on the cover it's it's this this person with a hammer, and he has a big boy shirt on, and then a huge scar across his face. Whoa. I know. This book is dedicated to my friend Drew. I don't talk to Drew anymore, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's probably accurate, yeah. <laughs> yes. One day, um, 
it was child's go to work day, right? Not children. This is I'm already off to a banger. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is chapter one, the meeting. How, wait, how old were you when this was written? How old was I? Let's see. About the author, I play piano. Um, doesn't say. I'm assuming this is um, like third grade, so okay. I was probably eight or something. All right. Yeah, it's good age. Yeah, good age. Uh, so one day, uh, it was child's go-to-work day. So I went to my mom's school and met Drew. And he said, hello. My mom said, go and play, make friends. So I played <laughs> with him. <laughs> it? Yes. <laughs> and then there's a picture of Drew with his uh, legs wide open and me on my knees in front of him. No, no, say it ain't so. I swear, <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a picture of this. I'm going to need that, yeah. It's actually wild. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> but this is a wild way to start. We were playing tag and hide and go seek. I was so happy. I jumped off the big slide and fell and started to cry. My mom came and brought me in. So I was at an age where I was willing to admit that I cried. So mm-hmm. that's a tender age. It was a tender age. And I Which have is nice- why your writing is so good because you're so vulnerable. Thank you. I'm open. I'm not like trying to hide behind like uh, what I want the world to think I am. I'm just showing them who I am. Right. I have an awesome bugle boy shirt on. Nice. And then, so I said, I want, this is after my mom brings me in. I want, I, so I said, I want Drew. I want Drew. I wouldn't move until I saw Drew. So Drew came. I said, Drew, I missed you. <laughs> I'm in a toxic, <laughs> I'm in a toxic relationship. <laughs> He pushes, he pulls, but then I miss him. Yes. My mom's like, I'll take care of you. I go, no, I need the man that pushed me off the slide. <laughs> and that's the end of chapter one. Oh, gorgeous. That's a, that's a, that makes sense. The chapter. Yeah. Chapter two, a weird thing. Oh, this is, well, this is a twist. <laughs> we like to play basketball. We will pass and shoot. He was better uh, than I, but I didn't care. So, <laughs> that's good. No ego. Yeah, we would also play baseball. He taught me how to throw and catch and pitch and catch his uh, high pops. Interesting. Hmm. Seems like a fatherly figure. Yes, this kid was older than me. Okay, he, he was like three years older than me, which is oh, a and big... that's a big difference at that age. I think that we were only friends because our parents mm-hmm. worked together. You know, so yeah, we would always play. It got weirder and weirder. (laughs) 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 Then a big problem happened. Uh He he was growing faster than me. He was (laughs) he was 21 and I was five. (laughs) It does not say that. No, we need that information at the top where my mom goes, go outside and make friends with this guy. And I was five and he was 21. This is no good. Yeah, he's out there smoking a joint, like, all right, kid. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I'm good. The things are feeling weird over here. <laughs> oh, no. That was the end of chapter two. Okay. Chap- chapter three. A bad man. <laughs> this is so telling. And I have this awesome picture, and it just says, has a big pink boot, and it says Nike on it. I love it. Okay. So you're already brand loyal at that age. Already. I'm from Staten Island. We don't have a choice. We like Escalades and Nike sneakers as we come out the wombs. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. 
Then things started to get bad. He would walk around and smash people. Oh. He, he almost smashed my car. <laughs> he was taller than the tallest building in the world. Very descriptive. Here's and a- it's nice because, you know, the tallest building in the world keeps changing like every couple years. So, mm-hmm. like, this ages well with time. Yes. Yes. This is evergreen. Evergreen. This is, I think I, I wrote this when the Chrysler building was the tallest building. And now <laughs> it's just Drew just got taller. <laughs> he's he's like a tall as, what is it, in Abu Dhabi or something like that? I think so. I wouldn't know. I, he's, I, he's a lanky boy. He's a lanky boy. So I was, and then all of a sudden, this is just a plot twist. I don't know what happens from the, the last page of this one. So he was just stepping on people. So okay. I was saying, so I was saying stop, but he didn't listen. He got meaner and meaner. When he ate, it sounded like one earthquake. Oh. I fell down a big dark hole. Okay. So all of a sudden, <laughs> out of nowhere, I just fall down a big dark hole. Hmm. I kept on falling. When I hit the ground, all other humans, uh, people, were there. Human people, just to be sure? Yes. Okay, good. They were humongous. Uh-oh. They had been there for centuries. 20 people had babies down there. (laughs) (laughs) You know what that means. (laughs) That they were hooking up. Uh Uh-oh, yeah. In that hole. In in the deep, dark hole. Also, it's just like you. Kids must love throwing numbers around. I guess so. We like to prove when when we're doing our, like, our fine art of writing, we like to prove we know our arithmetic. This is nice. Yeah, we got to know, we got to make sure people know we are not only left-brained, also very right-brained. Yes. This is chapter four now. Save Drew. The whole people said, 24 hours till Drew dies. Oh, no. (laughs) So I climbed up the hole. I was scared if Drew will kill me before I shrink him. (laughs) This is is a real fear. This is dark. This book is sick. So I, w- so I went to a genius, and he said, <laughs> I should have went to the genius all along. Make him drink oil. Ten gallons. Where was this genius, like, when Drew was destroying the earth? He was he was on vacation. He was on sabbatical. That He was doing some research of his own. Yeah, that makes sense. So I went to the oil shop and got ten gallons of oil. It was very heavy. Just one will be hard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He drank it. Drew was my best friend again. He said, you have guts. So we <laughs> celebrated with a black party. A big sign said, go Sebastian, so it never happened again. I'm sorry, what's a black party? I assume it's a party where you turn off all the lights and dance. Okay. <laughs> I should have read that beforehand. <laughs> but I assume, because the illustration, it looks like that we're all just having fun and their lights are out. That makes sense. Yeah. We have like lights. We have like flashlights and stuff. And that's the end of the book. And it's about the author. Author. Uh, oh, I was seven years old. I okay. play piano. I have lots of friends. I hope you enjoy <laughs> my story. I'm going to write this for all the authors on Author, author Day. Wow. Yeah, this is Drew. Trust me, guys. Drew's not my only friend. Like, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely know other people. Yep. Yep. I had to make sure that people know. This, I'm not in just one toxic friendship. I have many toxic friendships that are out there. Wow. <laughs> I, I take f- this. 
I take it very allegorical. Like Drew had a temper tantrum, so mm-hmm. he feels like he's an earthquake and a skyscraper and all these. And you help bring him down. You are Drew's calming force. Yes, by making him slam alcohol. Probably. <laughs> we don't know. It could have been essential oils. A good old MLM. I'll tell you this: there's no essential oils happening in Staten Island in 1998. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Yes. I come from like the MLM capital of the world, uh-huh. so uh, that's automatically where my thoughts always go to. I'm like, is it if it's essential oils, it's got to be MLM. The, I I don't even know what MLM is. If I'm being totally honest. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Um, it's like a pyramid scheme, but um, technically it's not. But it's in the shape of a pyramid, so technically it is. It's called multi-level marketing. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Okay, it's it's like people that uh, buy like jewelry and sell it to each other. Yeah, and then but you get like all your money from bringing your friends into it, and so like essential oils is like a huge thing. Like we've got, like I swear we've got like three different giant companies out here in Utah that are like million 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 dollar companies that just like recruit people to sell peppermint oil. Wow, wow, that's great. Some some dude tried to bought me peppermint oil once. A dude bought you peppermint oil. Yeah. Flattering. I know. What can I say? I'm I'm charming people out here. He said, rub it on my feet. It'll make me sleep nice. Is that true? Sounds like a genius to me. (laughs) This is the same friend that told Drew, the genius, that told him to slam oil. Yeah. (laughs) Slam this oil, man. You'll sleep (laughs) real good. Yes. I don't know. I mean... I have essential oil because it is it smells really good, but uh, I think it's probably more placebo. But hey, lather it on, see what it does. I, I you know what? I think I threw it out. I think I threw <laughs> out a whole thing of oil, <laughs> but that's okay. Don't worry. Okay. Anytime, next time you step foot in Utah, like just at the airport, they just gift you some. They're like, "Hey, do you want the essential oil, or do you want to go with like MLM protein powders? What's okay. your deal?" Okay, yeah. so that that, I, I, that makes sense. I know a lot of kids that are in like the keto protein powder world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, yes. same world. Wow, that's scary exciting. world. Mm-hmm. It is scary, but that's you know what? At least people have purpose. You know, it keeps them busy. It keeps them busy. It does. All right, I've got the world's greatest story, and I know that because that's the the title. Okay. Um, and. I think I must have been like seven, six or seven. I'm hoping no older because it'd be embarrassing if I were. Um, and this was definitely made on. Do you, did you ever use like Paint, like Microsoft Paint or whatever on the computer where you could like draw boxes? Okay, yeah. So all of these illustrations are paint illustrations, which just adds to it. But really. This one is amazing for the spelling errors. So I'm going to read it how it's spelled. Okay. Okay. So World's Greatest Story by Alina. Once upon a day, there was a little town. And in that town, there was a fox. That fox was called the Big Bad Fox. The house next door had three little pig. Okay. Their mom, <laughs> their mom seed, it's time for you to leave. So the three little pigs lift. The first little pig <laughs> saw a cow. The cow was craying speeder whips. Speed speeder whips. Okay. 
The little pig said, may I have some of your speeder whips? Shar. So he made a house out of speeder. Then the big bad fox came. And he said that and he said, Little pig, little pig, let me in. Not by the pish that are haggy on my wall. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll ball your heels down W D O N W. Okay. The two little pigs saw a bread. The bread was craning ice. The pig said, may I have some of your ice? Shar. So the little pig built a house out of ice. A capel minutes le- later, the big bad fox came. And he said, little pig, little pig, let me in. Not by the pisher that is hind on my wall. Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. So we huff and puff and he did not blow house down. So once a gin, the three little pig lift, happle, ifer, adder. Oh! And this <laughs> and was on it. a computer, right? Very much so, yeah. Where was Spellcheck? When you I'm needed a- them the most. <laughs> I'm hoping Spellcheck hadn't been invented? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> wow, you couldn't have gotten 100 on that one. So there's no grade, and it kind of makes me think that I just did this for fun. <gasps> That's scary. Yeah, and the artwork's even scarier. I'll have to send a pic of this thing. Like the pigs that are made on paint.com. One looks like he is having the biggest pig boner of his life. No! No! <laughs> I'm just saying it how it is. It's just true. Just is what it is. Uh, yeah, okay. Just is what it is. Oh, and that's um, yeah, that's the world's greatest story. Obviously, that's amazing. Uh, that <laughs> was me- the greatest story. Yeah, tell me you've got one more. I do. I have some poems I wrote. Oh yes, I have some poems. Let's see. So this one is from uh, I think I was ten years old when I wrote this. Okay, and this is a beautiful one. This is the here's another ode to a friend. Oh, you are such a good friend. Can I say you must be um like a type two um on the Enneagram and maybe like an ENFJ on the Myers Briggs? <laughs> uh someone a girl once did the test with me and I forget the results, but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I'm one of those. This was right. my friend Vinny Ferrante, and he's in an end one. Remember that brand, the basketball brand? Yeah. Yep, he's in an N1 jumpsuits. Oh. And, he, and there's a big uh uh meatball hero underneath him. A meatball hero? Like like the food? Yeah, his dad owned a pizzeria, so I he always had the biggest sandwiches for lunch. I don't know how to say this um, in a way that maybe it might not come off as offensive, but this to me just feels like the most Staten Island thing I could ever imagine 100%. as an outsider. A hundred percent. He literally, he would bring, I would be jealous because he, he would bring the biggest sandwiches. They were like a foot long meatball hero. He would bring every day to lunch when he was like eight years old. Oh my. Yeah. He would be, I would be jealous too. Yes. All right. Oh, to my friends, you like to ride your bike. You like to play video games. You like Meatball Heroes. You love Buffy. You like to make people laugh. You are really crazy. 
you are my best friends. This is just sweet. That's so tender. Now here's a poem to my dad. To my dad, Anthony. (laughs) Wait, do you always did you always call your dad by his name? Nope, never. (laughs) Never. (laughs) I guess I just had to clarify in case another dad came along. Yeah. This one's for Anthony, not the other one. Don't worry, Mom. I won't tell Dad. (laughs) Wow. I have a lot of questions looking back at these poems. Okay. You are as skinny as a twig. Okay. (laughs) No, Instantly, I'm offending him. <laughs> You're as tall as a tree. You're oh, as the, strong. Uh, the yeah, the imagery, weird. though, is strong. It is strong. Yeah, and I have, I have a picture of a twig and then a picture of a tree. <laughs> You're as strong as a Superman. <laughs> <laughs> You're as silly as a clown. You shine like a star. Oh, that's lovely. That is that's- nice. That's a nice... I bet Anthony really liked that. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm sure he liked that. This one is called Space. (laughs) I live in space. It is a dark place. I have a friend, Smurf. He lives on Earth. I live on Mars. I like to hang on monkey bars. (laughs) Wait. I gotta say, I actually feel like that could be like a a real poem. Not not to illegitimize your poetry. Of course. Of course, I'll take this as a compliment to my other poems, too. Like, do you know, like, Instagram poetry? Where it's, like, Rupi Kaur or stuff like that? I'm like, she could have written that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not that bad, bad, but it would have been read, like, I live in space, and it's a dark, dark place. Very dark. Like, that's how, yeah. I have a friend, Smurf. He lives on Earth. But I... I am on Mars, hanging from the monkey bars. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was a little dramatic, I think, too. I'd say, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I I did a good job rhyming in that one. I'm I'm happy about that one. No, no, it's it's legitimately a great great poem. Like, give it the Pulitzer. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. This one's called Dessert. My favorite meal of the day. It's not a meal, Sebastian. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me happy or gay, right? I guess I'm really just going for rhymes there. If I ever forget, I would not get, and it doesn't go good with hay. This is a terrible poem. <laughs> <laughs> although, although you did use gay in the term of happy, which is, you know, like an old school thing. So you got to give yourself literary credit for that. I know. I was very old timey in my writing. You know, yeah. I, my influences were very not not of my time, so it was hard to translate. Yeah, did you read a lot of um, uh, Edgar Allan Poe? That's I'm picking mm-hmm. up on that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I I would read The Raven. I say, how can I replicate this? How can mm-hmm. I how can I bring this to my writing? Yeah, and then when you read Frost, and it was like two paths emerge in front of you, you were like, I'll take both. I'll take the <laughs> dessert. I'll take the hay. This one's just about Taz. Taz, hungry, crazy, weird, wild. Related to mama. What the fuck is that? Is Taz like an uncle? No, it's like Tasmanian devil. Oh, oh, your poor mother. My poor mother. (laughs) Cares deeply about food. Who feels hungry? Who needs food? Who gives a mess? Who fears no food? (laughs) 
<laughs> Who was a resident of the jungle? <laughs> Your poetry makes me hungry. I think I was a hungry little boy. <laughs> and I definitely got made fun of for being overweight, but I did not care. I let it shine in my art. I, read, I literally wrote a poem for cookies and cream ice cream. Oh, let's hear that one. Crunchy, white, soft, mushy, cold, good, yummy, crunchy, crunchy, sweet. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Why does that describe every romantic interest I've ever had? <laughs> Several crunchies in those romantic interests. Crunchy, white, Ugh, should I be eating this? Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes good. I feel sick later. <laughs> this was a bad idea. Yes. And those are some of my poems. Oh my and, goodness. And on the snaps. back, there's a thank you. Snap, snap, snaps. On the back, there's a picture of the back of me, and it says, Sebastian, no limits. <laughs> I really thought I was an artist then. <laughs> didn't we all? Didn't we all? I mean, I really thought that, like, some of these books were going to make it into literary magazines. <laughs> I know. The audacity. Know. Yeah, but it was, you know, it was because I had a, a bunch of other ones. It was, like, fun to, like, look at my old writing. Yeah. It's definitely f- fun to, like, look at your old stuff. I wrote one book called Moo Wars, which was just, like, Star Wars, but I made, it, made everything, like, milk-related. Oh. Yeah, you were hungry. I was I was a hungry boy and I had no shame about it. <laughs> like what if we took um all of the characters and we made them edible? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I go, I like the Bible. But what if? What if they were all gingerbread people so we could all eat them as we're telling the stories? So like Bible's good, Bible's good. But what if like Noah's Ark, instead of bringing animals, he brought every variety of cheese? Yeah. <laughs> that was how I, that was me pitching stories back in the day. <laughs> Maybe I would have paid more attention in church if that's how they pitched them to me. Oh, please! I love cheese. I I love cheese. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I don't trust people that like say they don't like cheese it's like either one you've never like branched out and had good cheese like you're just eating american craft singles yeah um but like that way you know i don't trust you because educate yourself like don't be ignorant i know you at a certain point it, no matter how you grew up you need to grow beyond your family you know yeah and, that, and that's trying some brie or some blue okay some gouda please yeah and anyone who at this age and stage is saying like, oh, but blue is like cheese is mold. Cheese is mold. Grow a pair. Like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Oh, I just got your picture of the pigs. That's so <laughs> funny. See what I'm saying? Yes, they look. They do look like little two little boner pigs. <laughs> They're having fun in that in that huff and a puff of a house. <laughs> <laughs> It's bad. Uh, anyway, wow, this was this was too fun. This was good. I'm so glad you could join me today. Yeah, I was so happy to uh, to join you and hear your beautiful your beautiful stories. You were you were an artist then, and you maintain being an artist now. I love it. Look, I got like 40 regular podcast listeners, but let's hear you plug yours so that they can then go over. 
Yeah, come check it. I have a podcast if you want to check it out. Uh, it's called Loud About Nothing. I uh, I do a couple of week. One, I interview a guest where we talk about a topic that they're passionate about. And then the other one, I kind of just like uh, uh, tell you about what's going on in my life pretty much, <laughs> which is nothing. And I just usually like uh, joke around about topics. So if you want to check that out, Loud About Nothing. My name's Sebastian Canelli. Uh, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's perfect. I mean, if these people are listening to me read my old diaries by myself, I feel like it's a perfect transition to then just listen to someone else talk about themselves. Yes. Like, well, why not? <laughs> I usually talk about like topics that like, oh, it's it's New Year's. This is what my opinions around this, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. We love having opinions on things that don't matter. That's a huge, huge uh, point of my personality. Yes, it's just that's being opinionated. The whole show, the whole show is yeah. I can't hold my opinions back, so I need to get them out. Well, no, we're here for that. We're here. We're absolutely here for that. Thanks again so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was beautiful.